Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, on the Exxon TV show, coming soon to screens of all sizes. On the Exxon TV show, we'll investigate UFOs, ghosts, alien abductions, demonic possession, psychic phenomenon, angels, lake monsters, Bigfoot, unsolved mysteries, and all subject matter from within the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology and much, much more. The Exxon TV Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, www.xzonetv.com, is a Relmar McConnell Media Company and Airplay Media Production. Unwilling to be the government's deadly assassin, gifted psychic Kahara Mitchell went AWOL and ended up buried under rubble in the wake of a great tsunami. She regained consciousness far from Earth on the medical ship of a Dagaronian intergalactic fleet. Has she been rescued or abducted by aliens? The Chalice of Carrie, Kahira O'Donnell's latest paranormal science fiction romance, is the passionate story of an Earth woman and her destined mates, twin kings from another galaxy. Kahara uses her gifts fighting alongside Lords Rom and Ra in a war that will determine the destiny of galaxies. 
The Chalice of Kari by Kahira O'Donnell is now available at kahiraodonnell.com or at amazon.com. where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Axe Zone, hour number four for May the 25th in the year 2015. And once again, I'd like to say hello to all our new listeners on the Starcom Radio Network at www.starcomradionetwork.com. And uh, if you want to listen to some rather unique, honest, down-to-earth, provocative programming, The Ed Till Show. Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. right here on the Start uh, Starcom Radio Network. Their website, www.starcomradionetwork.com. My guest this hour is Grant Cameron. We're going to be talking to Grant about ufology, inspirations, and downloads. Grant's website is www.presidentialufo.com. Now, Grant became involved in ufology as the Vietnam War ended in May 1975 with personal sightings of an object which locally became known as Charlie Red Star. The sightings occurred in Carmen, Manitoba, about 25 miles north of the Canadian-U.S. border. The story has been optioned for a movie that will be released in 2016. Now, these sightings led to a decade of early research done by Canadian government into the flying saucer phenomenon. Grant is the authority on Wilbert B. Smith, who uh, headed up the Canadian government program. And, um, you know, it's, it's well known that Wilbert B. Smith worked with the American government. And I guess we could say that Wilbert B. Smith was the very first whistleblower when it came to ufology in the Canadian, with, the, with the Canadian twist. Joining me now from his home in Winnipeg, Manitoba, is Grant Cameron. And Grant, welcome to the X-Zone. Well, thanks for having me on, Rob. I appreciate your interest in uh, what I'm talking about. Grant, tell us about Charlie Redstar. Uh, Charlie Redstar was an object that began um, in in sync with the only operational anti-ballistic missile unit that was ever went operational in the United States, which was uh, opened at a town called Nakoma, North Dakota. And Mm -hmm. if you know North Dakota in the 1970s, it had 300 nuclear missiles, Minuteman III missiles with 10 warheads. This was the place where the Russians would want to take out. And so what they did is before Star Wars, they put in basically a Star Wars system on the ground. And they started putting the missiles in in February of 1975. They started taking them out in November after they negotiated with the Russians. And during that period of time, on the north side of the border, we mm-hmm. had an influx of sightings in a town called Carmen, which went on literally every day. And this thing was around there all the time. Uh, people in the town were seeing it, and I got involved after about three months. I, I knew it was going on. The stories were going. And um, I, I wasn't really interested in UFOs. I was interested in near-death experiences and psychic phenomena and stuff. 
no recollection of UFOs. I only went out to see what everybody was looking at. And nothing happened for the first hour we were out there. We were about to go home, figuring this is a waste of time. And the object appeared right in front of the car, coming from the left to the right. There was no doubt in my mind this is what everybody was looking at. And uh, I just sort of fell off the edge of the earth. I I went and interviewed everybody in the town. I had a number of sightings. Mm -hmm. And then after they took the missiles out in North Dakota, the UFOs went away. It was like the CIA took the drugs out of the water. And uh, nobody's seen anything there since. But in 1975, uh, like a poll I did at the high school said 59% of the kids in the high school claimed to have seen this thing. It was a very high percentage of the town was, was watching this thing fly around almost nightly. Wow. So tell me, um, are UFOs from other planets, or are they craft that have been developed here on this planet that are top-secret projects? Um, I, the, the government has. Ben Rich said in a speech, and he ran Lockheed Skunk Works with the U-2, the SR-71, the stealth fighter, all the drones. Uh, he said in a lecture in March of 1993, we now have the technology to take E.T. home. We've discovered the mistake in the equation. It's not going to take us a lifetime to do. And uh, so I believe the, the, the government has back-engineered some of the material. But the crafts are coming, maybe not from another planet, but they're coming from a higher vibration. Uh, they're coming across time and space, and I believe they are actually um, using the mind to move around in space. So they may not actually be from other planets because a lot of uh, contactees people have actually asked them where they're from, and that was that's one of the questions that aliens very rarely answer is where they're from. Exo Nation, my guest this hour is Grant Cameron. Uh, we're going to be talking about ufology, inspiration, and downloads. Grant is going to be at the Alien Cosmic Expo that's being held June 24, 25, 26 in Brantford, Ontario. For more information on the Alien Cosmic Expo, visit their website. It's a great website at www. All right, do you have your pencils and paper going? All right, www.alienexpo. I'm sorry, aliencosmicexpo.com. That's www.aliencosmicexpo.com. And Grant Cameron and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and around the world on Starcom Radio Network. This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell. Cosmic Expo will be held in Brantford, Ontario, June 26, 27, 28, and will feature 24 internationally acclaimed experts and researchers of UFOs, crop circles, alien abductions, and much more in this three-day 2015 summer Canadian event. Experts in the field of extraterrestrials and alien encounters, out-of-body experiences, past life regression, soul reading, psychic and mediumship will all be presented with professionalism, integrity and credibility, making the Alien Cosmic Expo the largest event of its kind in Canada for 2015. The Exhibitor Hall will feature a spectacular lineup of gifted mediums, psychics, astrologers, channelers, aura photography, healers, as well as books, DVDs, alternative health products, crystals, jewelry, and much more completing the venue with something for everyone. 
For all information and to purchase your tickets for the Alien Cosmic Expo, go to www.aliencosmicexpo.com. That's www.aliencosmicexpo.com. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, on the Exxon TV show, coming soon to screens of all sizes. On the Exxon TV show, we'll investigate UFOs, ghosts, alien abductions, demonic possession, psychic phenomenon, angels, lake monsters, Bigfoot, unsolved mysteries, and all subject matter from within the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology and much, much more. The Exxon TV Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, www.xzonetv.com, is a Relmar McConnell Media Company and Airplay Media Production. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035, extension 0, gets you right into the studio. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV, And you can listen to the Exxon 724-365 at www.exxonradiotv.com. And... All right, you notice how I emphasized and now on the Starcom Radio Network, www.starcomradionetwork.com, live Monday through Friday from 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. And you can also dial in and listen to the show by dialing 213 401 0080. That's 213 401 0080. Grant Cameron's our special guest this hour. We're talking about ufology. And uh, Grant's website is www.presidentialufo.com. 
Com. You know, before we, uh, but in the first uh, segment, you mentioned Wilbert Smith. Now, wasn't he in charge of Project Magnet? Yeah, he was the guy who, uh, we have the actual files, we right. recovered his files, uh, who said I was the official head of the Canadian government flying saucer program. And it's key that he never used the word UFO. He always used the word flying saucer, flying discs. I think he knew the U.S. Air Force created the term in 1952, the UFO term, to sort of muddy the waters. Wilbur Smith was a contactee. He was in contact with two aliens. One was by the name of AFA. There was a number of people in contact with AFA. The other one was Tyla, who was cleaning up all the nuclear uh, contamination. Uh, Wilbur's very open about what he was doing, and people really don't realize these days that Wilbur was the top researcher in the world. He was being written up in Fate magazine. Everything that he said would go mm-hmm. uh, n- uh, across the country on newspaper headlines. He was a big name, and he was very open about what he was doing, and he didn't, uh, he didn't mince words. He said, this is for real, and that is partly because uh, he actually went through classified channels. In November of 1950, he went to the Americans, and he produced a top-secret memo, which is one of the only top-secret memos in the UFO world. The Canadian government, it's a, it's a Department of Transport document. The Canadian government does not deny the document is for real. Uh, they just don't want to talk about it. And it says in that document that the, the Canadians had gone to the Research and Development Board through the Canadian Embassy in Washington, D.C., through the military liaison, whose name was Arnold Wright. They had gathered all the material, and basically the Canadians wanted to know what's the deal with flying saucers. This is uh, almost when it starts. This is 1950. They get back a material. Wilbur Smith writes it up in a top-secret memo that says, we are told by American officials, not people on the street, American officials, flying saucers exist. It's the most highly classified subject in the United States, rated two points higher than the hydrogen bomb. There's a small group headed by Dr. Devanavar Bush, who was the science advisor to President Roosevelt, and uh, trying to figure out the modus operandi. Mm-hmm. The fourth thing uh, in this memo said, it's tremendous. the subject is of tremendous significance to the Americans. And then the one that I found out later, after 37 years of investigation, suddenly I had this download that gave me the next line of the document, which I had sort of ignored, said, we were also told by American officials that other things might be associated with the flying saucers, such as mental phenomena. And the Americans aren't doing very well, because they've said if the Canadians are working on it, they're willing to exchange credentials and talk to us about it. So in 1950, the Americans had told the Canadians that that mental phenomena was part of the UFO phenomena. And that's significant, because in 1950, nobody was talking to aliens. The abductees wouldn't appear until 1960s, Betty and Barney Hill. The first contactees were Adamski and Williamson, 1952. So the question is how did the Americans know that mental phenomena was involved? And I would now say it is because in 1947 they recovered a crash at Roswell, New Mexico, and one of the aliens was alive, and it was telepathically talking in their heads. So they knew that mental phenomena was a key part to the UFO phenomena. Mental phenomena. Um, how would you explain that to our listeners? Uh, basically, when I... Uh, Got this download. I got three things. Three, three. For the, the Canadian government document downloaded into my head. They mm-hmm. just put all these pieces together. One was the former president of Penn State University, who basically was being asked by an, a researcher, uh, "What about the control group? Are they all Americans? Is there twelve? How many are there on the group?" He said, "Let me ask you a question. What do you know about ESP?" And he said, "Unless you know about ESP and how it works, you will not be taken in." 
But the key statement was made by Ben Rich when he made this statement, uh, this Lockheed Skunk Works, the Black Ops guy, in 1993. He was asked, uh, how, do the, how do UFOs get here? How does the propulsion system work? And Jan Hartson, who was the international director, now the international director of MUFON, was the guy who chased him out the door, and he said, Ben, I need to know, I've, I wanted to know my whole life, how are they get here, how are they propelled? And Ben turned around and said, let me ask you a question, what do you know about ESP? And Jan Hartson said, well, uh, that means everything in time and space is connected. And Ben said, that's how it works. And so it basically says that the, that the oneness, the connection between everything, the entangled universe, the holographic theory is actually reality. And when I gave my first consciousness lecture talking about this download I'd gotten and how ESP was so mm -hmm. critical, I was approached by a woman and she basically told me, it was a secret meeting I had with this woman in her 70s in Phoenix, Arizona, and she told me she was flying the saucer, and I was very shocked. I said, well, how do you fly the flying saucer? And she said, you do it with your mind. And within a year, I had 24 people who had all told me the same thing, that they were being allowed to fly the flying saucer, and you do it with your mind. There's a symbiotic relationship between the aliens and the craft. That's how they move it around. It's done through uh, mental phenomena. I, I I have to ask you. I said, you know, the, these people. How do we know they're telling the truth? How do we know who's telling the truth? The aliens. You know, no, not no. Let's start with the real people. Then we'll get to the aliens. How do we know that these people are actually controlling the UFOs with their mind? Well, uh, this is what I'm saying. I, uh, the first woman came to me, shocked right. me. I'd never heard this before in my life. That, that yeah. you, because she said she was flying, and I said, "Well, how are you flying?" She said, "You do it with your mind." And I suddenly realized why they put me in contact with this woman because I was talking about this symbiotic relationship. Then I, um, uh, every time I would run up against somebody who would say, "I have these dreams. I'm flying this thing," and I would say, "How do you do it? How are mm -hmm. you? How are you flying this thing?" Nobody said anything different. Everybody said the same thing. And when you run that thing down, um, there was a guy who claimed to be at Area 51 who touched a, an engine, and he said it was it was alive, and this and he was always written off as a hoax. When I tracked his story down, I actually tracked it down to some experiments that were done at the University of Florida, where they actually are using neurons of a rat brain, and 20,000 neurons of a rat brain, and this thing will start to. Um, react and the, the neurons are talking with each other. They put electrodes in the bottom and they can actually now fly an F-22 simulator with 20,000 neurons of a rat brain. We have 100 billion neurons. This is only 20,000 neurons. And I show, when I lecture, I show a model of uh, another robot that they built with 300,000 neurons from a rat brain. So this is the whole deal is that it's the idea of flying crafts without uh, steering wheels, uh, without, you know, controls that is done telepathically, and we can actually do it with a, with a rat brain. 20,000 neurons can actually fly an F-22 simulator. And this this is on the Internet. Anybody can see this this research that's being done at the University of Southern Florida. So this is uh, sort of shows that there is some, some classified aspect to this thing, this mental phenomena aspect. It's not just the free energy. It's not just the metals. It's this whole aspect of the mental phenomena that's involved. So, all right, how do these, these extraterrestrials, these aliens, decide who they're going to contact and who they're going to let fly the UFO? 
Well, this is one thing. Another thing that people don't know, there's a group called FREE, the, the Foundation for Research into Extraterrestrial Ex- Encounters. Mm-hmm. Edgar Mitchell, the Apollo 14 astronaut, is on the board. There's a number of high-level people on this board. They've just done a recent poll uh, where they've talked to experiencers, and they have polled 1,115 experiencers have filled out this poll. And I'm one of the people who's going to be interviewing in stage three. The question I'm going to be interviewing is question number 54, which talks about downloads. 43% of all the experiencers who are answering this survey are answering to question number 54, yes. And the question says, have you got scientific and ma- scientific material, ma- uh, mathematical material that's in your mind that you did not learn in school or through any other means? And 43% of people, experiencers who are filling out this survey, mm-hmm. are saying they're getting downloads. All right. Is it, is it possible that what they are perceiving as downloads could be subliminal information that they're actually receiving from terrestrial sources? Well, if it's terrestrial sources, it's pretty amazing terrestrial sources because this is very, very complex stuff. Some of this is like 25 pages of, of theories mm-hmm. that uh, uh, has been vetted by uh, Edgar Mitchell, by Rudy Shield from uh, astrophysics at Harvard University, and they're, they're saying this stuff's not crazy stuff. Oh, okay. uh, they're getting all sorts of material and very complex material, not just uh, simple stuff, uh, so what very do complex these, mathematical stuff. So what do these people do? How do they, how do they generate the the download, uh, what do they do? Print it out? Do they type it out? Uh, what do they do with it? Well, they just have it. And then, so these people have never been questioned. Most people don't even know that this is going on. This is what interests me is why are these people being downloaded by whoever's downloading them? Because there's no doubt these people are getting this material and there's, there's scores of them. When I lecture, I'll, I'll say that I believe the experiences are important. I talk about downloads and mm-hmm. I will be approached by at every lecture, at least half a dozen or a dozen people who will tell me, yes, they've got this. They're getting these dreams. They're being taught to levitate things. They're, and you have these MILAP cases, which you probably had people on, these people who are abducted by the military, re-abducted. And what I believe is going on is that if you're the CIA or the Defense Department, you can't say, I'm from the CIA. I don't believe in UFOs, but we'd like to talk to you about what's happening to you. They're, they're interested in these people as well. They're trying to figure out why these people are being downloaded, what, what are they getting. And I know a number of high-level business guys who are watching these experiences as well because everybody's interested in why these people have got these inventions and stuff in their heads. And it's, it's a very, very unique thing. And 43% is a very high number. This is not one or two people. This is an awful lot of people with very complex uh, mathematical material. And they don't know what's going on either. They're, they're just sort of describing that they've got this. And so this uh, survey has been done, and these people haven't even been questioned yet. Mm-hmm. We just know that there's this very high percentage of people who are claiming this kind of download stuff. Let me ask you, is it possible that this download phenomenon is actually a, C, a CIA mind brain experiment no, no. I, I think that's just american hype that's american we're the the kings of the world uh they're getting you know taken to the cleaners in in the middle east mm-hmm. they're not as smart as they they're claiming to but be wait that, a, that but wait just... a sec but wait a sec you know like is is isn't isn't it possible that the people who are saying that this download information is coming to them from an extraterrestrial source that they are the people who are perpetrating the hype 
Well, I mean, anything's possible. I, yeah. I just don't believe they have that technology. I, I really don't. If they had that technology, they'd mm-hmm. be doing a lot better in the, the wars of the world than they're doing right now. I know, for example, I know one guy who ran was called the Weird Desk. He's a CIA guy who ran the Weird Desk, uh, which does with UFOs, paranormal phenomena from mm-hmm. the 1970s and 1980s. I was told by a close friend of his that one of his jobs as a contract for the CIA is anybody who's a high-level official who has abduction-type experiences is sent to this guy for review as to what actually is going on. So they're very interested as well as to what, what's going on. All right, Grant, stand by. We've got to take our news at the bottom of the hour. Exonation Nation, Grant Cameron's our special guest. Interesting guy. Interesting guy, interesting topic. He's going to be at the Alien, Alien Cosmic Expo. June 26, 27, 28 in Brantford, Ontario. Visit www.aliencosmicexpo.com for all the information on how you can buy your tickets. And also check their website for some very interesting news. You may live around the world, but you know what? They've got you covered. We'll be back on the other side of this uh, commercial break with the news. And for more information on Grant, visit his website, presidentialufo.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Don't go away. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, on the Exxon TV show, coming soon to screens of all sizes. On the Exxon TV show, we'll investigate UFOs, ghosts, alien abductions, demonic possession, psychic phenomenon, angels, lake monsters, Bigfoot, unsolved mysteries, and all subject matter from within the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology and much, much more. The Exxon TV Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, www.xzonetv.com, is a Relmar McConnell Media Company and Airplay Media Production. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. With each new extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance. Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare 
plan for and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, primitive living skills, and 18th century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival in a long-lasting crisis. Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go-bag. Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com and author-signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.whentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. I'm Rob McConnell, and welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Today on the X-Zone, the Great Lakes Triangle of North America. Found in the heartland of North America, these landlocked yet connected lakes, which eventually empty into the Atlantic Ocean, have become the scene of more mysteries involving ships, aircraft, people, UFOs, ghosts, and phantom ships than the Bermuda Triangle. One sixteenth the size of the Bermuda Triangle, Lady John Graves Simcoe was the first European to chronicle the strange orbs of life that have been seen above and below the waters of Lake Ontario. First Canadians tell of great cities which surrounded the Great Lakes where men flew without wings. The Great Lakes Triangle of North America, one of the world's greatest mysteries, right in our own backyard. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And now on Starcom Radio Network, www.starcomradionetwork.com. Uh, we're live Monday through Friday from 8 p.m. Eastern until 11 o'clock Eastern. And I've got to tell you something about one of the shows, and then I'll get back to our guest this hour, Grant Cameron, because I'm really enjoying the conversation with this guy, who, by the way, will be at the Alien Cosmic Expo, June 26, 27, 28 in Brantford, Ontario. Visit their website for all the information on this, this mega-Canadian event. Mega-Canadian event, I say, I say www.aliencosmicexpo.com. Uh, Ed Till, who is the CEO and a legendary broadcaster, he's the CEO of the Starcom Radio Network, he has a show on. I've got to tell you something. Only a guy who loves radio as much as Ed Till does, with his credentials and his background in broadcasting, would do a show from 9 a.m., Eastern until 5 p.m. Eastern, five days a week. Check his radio show out. It is a blast. It is honest. It is real with real characters, real people, real callers. A real good show. The Ed Till Show, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. Eastern on the Starcom Radio Network, www.starcomradionetwork.com. Grant Cameron's our guest. We're talking to Grant about ufology, inspirations, and downloads. As I said, Grant is going to be at the Alien uh, Cosmic Expo in Brantford on June 26, 27, 28. 
His website is presidentialufo.com. And, and Grant, you and I were talking a bit off air during the news break, and you were telling me that even Wilbur Smith apparently had downloads. He, he was getting uh, in, instructions, uh, and he was very open about it. Uh, he re- actually wrote a book that was published by his wife and his son after he died. Uh, most of the copies were sold to, in Russia and in the Scandinavian countries. It was sort of ignored here. It's a bit over my head. I've got a couple of copies. It was called uh, New Science, and it goes through how uh, the universe works, how uh, how reality works. And it says right in the very beginning, uh, uh, given to Wilbur Smith by beings more advanced than we are. So he claimed quite mm-hmm. clearly that was coming through. He had what was called a gravity control experiment that he, uh, a lot of people at the time knew he was running. He took it apart just before he died, told his wife, uh, you know, it'd probably be better I take it apart. They're just going to build bombs with it anyway. Uh, he claimed quite clearly that that was coming um, and they were controlling gravity by spinning this plate. And I was even told a story, a very bizarre story, and there's two sources that told me the story that were working with Wilbur Smith, and this was the story that they were testing this thing in a garage. They were working off the record. There was He had a metallurgist from the Defense Department, an Air Force guy, a Navy guy with him, and uh, they were about to run this test with this, uh, this plate that was moving at 17,000 revs a minute, and uh, they got a phone call from a blind telex operator who was providing some of these messages, and uh, the, the blind telex operator said, uh, we got a message from AFA. He said, shield the experiment. Wilbur shut it down. They built. They put a wall, and two people confirmed that this happened. They built a wall around this thing, started the thing up, and the thing basically exploded. There was ceramic magnets in the wall. Just It just all came apart. Mm-hmm. And so this, these kind of bizarre stories, and there's lots of them around Wilbur Smith, um, show that this kind of stuff goes on. And downloads is, is, it's not just alien downloads. There's all sorts of stuff, like Carlos Santana. A lot of the musicians are talking uh, about downloads. Uh, John Lennon was talking about the fact that like, music is like channeling. That, and he, he told a friend of mine that, that I interviewed, told me that sort of story. Uh, most people don't know that, and I wrote a whole book on this, on, on this download thing. Uh, the, the present atomic structure the quantum idea of the atomic structure right now came to a guy and he won the 1921 Nobel Prize for it uh, came in a dream uh, this whole idea of how the thing works uh, the laser came in a, in a download the hologram these are all Nobel Prizes came in a hologram the idea for Google the, the Google search engine if you listen to one of the two guys that developed the company he said clearly it came in, the, in a dream in the middle of the night he woke up in the middle of the night and the whole idea just suddenly downloaded into his head and he started to write this down all the Harry Potter books came in an instantaneous download to J.K. Rawlings, and she's told the story to Oprah and a number of people. She's very public about this. Came in an instantaneous download on a delayed train from Manchester into London, England. It is very common in in a lot of the inventions. When you look at the inventions, you see there was not reason, it was not r- rational stuff. Mm-hmm. It was these weird sort of dreams in the middle of the night, and and instantaneously the mind putting together a bunch of things like mine, the stuff I had. I had gathered all the material when my download. Came, and it was just at some point I was sort of not paying attention, and suddenly something put all the pieces together and said, this is how it works. It's all consciousness, and it sort of put all the pieces together for me. It reminds me of the, the part of a movie. I'm just trying to remember which movie it was. I think it was Contact, where the, was it Contact or Independence Day? A contact, you're talking about the, the, the plans, the yes. uh, sort of yes. thematics? Yeah, yeah. That all yeah, that, that is, that's yeah. the thing. That's it's very common, uh, mm-hmm. and that's why I wrote the book. And now it's sort of in final editing. Yeah. But the material is sort of coming so fast that I really can't, you know, uh, 
keep up with with the new material that's coming. It's just it's very very common. Uh, musicians is, is particularly uh, a lot of musicians. When you ask them where did you get this from, they'll tell you about you know Paul McCartney in the middle of the night. You know a, a dream with the the song Yesterday, uh, the song uh, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin yeah. came automatic writing. They tell that clearly. Uh, this is very common. The uh, old little town of Bethlehem came in the middle of the night. Uh, piles of very famous songs came through these sort of uh, instantaneous automatic writings or downloads or inspirations. And even uh, the, the, the most famous inventor of all time, Thomas Edison, mm-hmm. we now basically know how to do this kind of stuff. Because Thomas Edison, what he used to do is he always claimed he wouldn't sleep. And then he would, he would, he would sit in his lab and he would put, he'd have two steel balls in his hand and he would sit on, the, on his chair and he'd put his hand over the edge of the chair and he'd have a steel bowl in the bottom. And so he would sit there and he would just slowly meditate and he would fall asleep. His hand would relax, the two steel balls would fall out of his hand and hit this steel bowl on the floor and wake him up and he would instantly write down what it was in his mind because we now know that when you be when you when you're awake just as you're going to sleep you go through this hypocondriac state and that's a state where a lot of inventions and a lot of inspiration come and edison filled three thousand notebooks doing this just over and over again with these steel balls recording what was in his head as he went to sleep so uh, basically are, are we seeing this this downloading actually happening by people opening up a channel or channeling yeah. Well, what I say is happening is, is you, have, you have a sea of consciousness, mm-hmm. which has all the information of everything. Then you have the conscious mind, which reduces it, like Aldous Huxley said it was a reducer. It had a filter, and it would filter out all this consciousness and just give you enough consciousness to survive in the physical world. But at certain times, whether you're using meditation, which quietens the left brain, and the left brain is your conscious mind. So the way you can do it is where Edison was using the steel balls and just relax or you're using meditation, psychedelics, drugs, you have all this kind of stuff. They, they, I always said quite clearly, if it were not for LSD, there would be no computers. Absolutely. If you look at the, the history of the computer, you'll see the people that were doing LSD. It was basically all of them. This is a lot of these ideas. They got downloads. And so that's the same thing. It's, it breaks that, that uh, filter. It opens up that, that conscious filter and allows you to get the password to go into the universal Internet. That's almost like a computer and an Internet, that you, you have these ways of doing it. And, it, you know, it can be whatever, you know, me- meditation mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, fasting or there's uh, ayahuasca. There's, we've learned all these sort of techniques that people are using that when you look at their download, you see that they've done something to break the filter on the left brain and get into that that universal consciousness. And that's all I think is going on. All the information is there already. Wes, with all the research you've done on UFOs, ufology, why, in your opinion, are the governments of the world allegedly suppressing the inf- the information that the ETs actually are here? What's the big What's the big reason? I, I absolutely. I wrote an article. It's on my website, presidentialufo.com. It's the reasons why the government has decided not to tell you the truth. I had the uh, sort of opportunity at one point when uh, Bush was elected to talk to Dick Cheney in the White House, and wow. I asked Dick Cheney. And I always say to people, if you get a high-level guy like that, you don't want to ask him if he's seen a UFO or what he thinks about UFOs, because mm-hmm. he's going to walk around the question. You ask him what I did, the briefing question. At any point in the past. Did someone walk into your office and tell you what's going on? So I asked Dick Cheney, and all your jobs in government, because he was chief of staff for 
President Ford. He was Secretary of Defense under Bush Sr., and he was the Vice President when I talked to him. At any point in the past, did anybody ever brief you on the subject of UFOs? If so, when was it, and what were you told? And he hesitated, and he said, if I had been briefed on that subject, it would probably be classified, and I wouldn't be talking about it. Because basically, you've got the, the military, and the military mind is a left-brain mind. It's, it's ego. It's not with oneness that we're all one people. It's everybody's an enemy. It's good versus bad, and, and so everybody's an enemy, and you need all these enemies. And therefore, we are the good guys. We're always the good guys. If you're the military, whoever you are, we're always the good guys. So we're the light on the hill. We're the good guys. And you don't want to give the technology to al-Qaeda because they're going to kill Americans with it. You don't want to give it to China because they're going to bury us with 50-cent uh, items, in, in not dollar stores, 50-cent items, because they've got low wage rates. Sure. So you, you, if you're the military mind, you're looking at all the things that could go wrong, the the stock market melting down and uh, you know China burying us and all, all sorts of, you know, nations with low rage rates and and uh, you you look at it from that military perspective and it would scare the living daylights and the president will say okay let's let's put it off put off another five years they'll say the aliens may be bad guys we may have to fight them off give us another five years mr president let's just keep it drag it out we can drill another oil well in alaska we it's not the end of the world there's no point the more we delay this thing the more answers we're going to have and every president will buy into that because they're all gutless they do not want to be the guy who is going to take the chance that something's going to go wrong unless they're absolutely 100 percent sure that 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 they know what the scenario is going to unfold but there's so many things that they really don't know they're not in control of this phenomena. They're not in control of the abductions. Somebody's going to come up within five questions. Somebody's going to say, Mr. President, millions of people have been abducted by these aliens. What are you doing to stop it? The president has no idea how to stop it. You don't want to put the president in a position where he looks like an idiot in front of the American people. So they, they just don't want to go there. And they just put it off, they, like, the, like the economy. They just kick the can down the road and say, we'll deal with it in the future. Let's just do, do what we have right now and try to be the good guys. All right, so let me ask you this question. If there are so many people being abducted, like you said, millions, yeah. if there are so many people seeing these anomalies in the skies, if there are so many people that are having these experiences, how come not everyone is? How come the, the, the ratio of those having experiences, sightings, or being abducted are way lower than those who aren't? Well, what I believe is going on is that they are unfolding a um, development, and they're coming from the bottom up. So the ratio, the, the, the poll that was done in 1991, the Roper poll said 2%, which mm -hmm. would be about 6.5 6 million Americans, which is still a lot of people. But what they're doing is they're just triggering certain people with um, ideas. And what I think they're here to do, they're not here to save us. They're here to save the planet because they appeared after we detonated the first atomic bomb. And when I lecture in Brantford, I'm going to show a photograph of a clear UFO, daylight UFO, over Nagasaki Harbor just days after they detonated the, the, the atomic bomb. That's when they showed up here. And most of the experiencers, almost every experiencer will say when they were on the ship, they were shown the screen. They were shown a screen, and on that screen, they see the world either being destroyed by nuclear weapons or they see this environmental disaster. And I think that's basically what's going on is in 1945, if the world is entangled, if, mm -hmm. if the universe is entangled, everything is connected, when we detonated the atomic bomb, 
the entangled universe knew that we had done it, and that's when they appeared. The kids have got the matches. Let's go, and we have this environmental thing that we're about to put the world off the edge of the cliff, and that's what I think. And they're inspiring people at the bottom, and um, it's, it's going to be bottom-up because they, they went to the government a number of times. The government didn't listen, so they're coming from the bottom-up, and that's the way all social and political movements work. They don't come from the top-down. They come from the bottom-up. You get the bottom-inspired, people get motivated, and it starts to build, and it is building. The, the numbers are building. The, the consciousness is building, and that's the way all social and political movements come. And in the end, the, the, it's worth a lot of votes, and the people at the top suddenly agree, and they, they change the policy. But it, we're many years down the road before that's going to happen. But if these people do have the, or if these aliens have the capabilities and the ability and the know-how to, to save this planet, why waste time on all this downloading? Why don't they just land, make it a public landing so okay. that it can't be disputed, and do it? That's, that's not the purpose. Why not? That's, that's, the Ameri- that's the American military version of doing things. We're here. We're going to come to the oh, third well, world. Oh, wait a second. Gonna... I'm a Canadian, and that's how I'd like to see it done. Well, but that's a, that's that's the model that's used by the Western world. We got we got uh, third world nations. Yeah. So we're going to go. We're going to bring them freedom, democracy, Jesus, and McDonald's. And we're going to go there. and We're going to tell them what to do. And the next thing you know, they're in bunkers, and they're they're they, the only time they go out is when they're in armored personnel carriers because everybody hates them. That's not how you do it. I'm sure the aliens have done this on a thousand planets before. They know exactly what they're doing. I believe they know what they're doing, and they're coming from the bottom up. There's a there's a law that most mm-hmm. people agree in the UFO community of non-interference. You're not allowed to. The Canadian government, Wilbur Smith, had stated that they the only time they would ever step in is mm-hmm. if there was a nuclear exchange. Other than that, they will allow the population to stew in their own juices. You can't do your kids' homework for you. You have to let people make their mistakes and, and do this kind of stuff. They're here to save the planet. They're not really here to save us. All right. Well, wait a sec. That's scary. If they're not here to save us, but they want the planet... I don't think these are very nice people. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Let's talk about this when we come back, Grant. Grant Cameron is our special guest, presidentialufo.com. We'll be back on the other side of this short break. Don't go away. What if someone told you you could live to be 120? Would you believe him? What if he told you the Bible guaranteed it? All you needed to do was follow his rules and buy his products. Would you do it? What if you invested 20 years of your life in him? What if he tested his substances on your child? What if your child became brain damaged as a result? Meet Dr. Tyler Belknap, a fast-talking Texas admin turned health guru. At the helm of a vast health food and supplement empire, he has established himself as the authority on nutrition and longevity. But what his followers don't know is that his products are laced with bizarre psychoactive substances from genetically modified plants developed in his very own secret lab. No wonder his customers can't stop using them. Tyler Belknap will stop at nothing to keep his edge in the market even if it means experimenting on children. Chasing 120, a story of food, 
faith, fraud, and the pursuit of longevity, a novel from the pen of political cartoonist Monty Wolverton, is an easy and entertaining read full of rich characters and intrigue. It hits home in a world filled with all kind of hucksterism and offers a glimpse of what can happen when GMO technology falls into the wrong hands. Chasing 120 by Monty Wolverton. Get your copy today at www.ptm.org forward slash 120 or on Amazon.com. When demystified, shamanism is an ancient science delving into the quantum level of life. Understanding and implementing basic shamanic principles can empower the individual to heal, manifest, and evolve in these rapidly changing times. Path Home Shamanic Art School is a -a one-of-a-kind Colorado State certified occupational school training and certifying shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also train individuals simply interested in empowering and enriching their lives through shamanism. Path Home's certification classes are in a week-long block format, enabling national and international students to participate. We also provide online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions as well. Discover all you can be. Enter the limitless world of shamanism today. For more information, visit findyourpathhome.com or call 303-775-3431. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is, For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Wow, what a show this has been tonight. My first guest, Dr. Georgina Cannon. Second guest, we had Leslie Mitchell-Clark and Wes Robert on with us on the second hour. Third hour, Jason quit. And this hour, Grant Cameron. Now, all the people on tonight's show will be at the Alien Cosmic Expo, June 26, 27, 28, in Brantford, Ontario, not far from Toronto, not far from London, not far from Woodstock, not far from Stathroy, not far from Detroit, not far from Windsor, not far from anywhere. Be part of this great Canadian event. Go to www.aliencosmicexpo.com. All the information is there, the price of the tickets, accommodations, the entire works. And you can find out who's going to be speaking, where, what time, and much more. That's www.aliencosmicexpo.com. Grant Cameron's our guest, presidentialufo.com. Now, Grant, first of all, thanks very much for coming on the show. It's been a great 
pleasure talking to you, and I look forward to meeting you in person in Brantford. But before we went to the break, you said they're not here for us, they're here for the planet. That scares me. Well, if they wanted to take the planet, as I think you're interpreting, they could have done that a long time ago. You can't really do it. That's where I think, again, I referred to the U.S. military policy in, in the Middle East and stuff, is you think you can go and take a country. You can just sort of bomb them and and then take over the country. And surely by now we've learned you cannot take a country, mm-hmm. that every time you you step up, you're going to get shot at. And the aliens would know that already, if they're smarter than we are, that you can't take over the world. Because every time an alien stands up, someone's going to try to shoot it. You, you can't. Uh, do that kind of stuff. So they're here to save the planet because everything's entangled. Because whatever we do on this planet uh, affects everything else. And that's what Wilbur Smith, that was, that, that's one of the main messages of the contactees, especially in the 1950s. Wilbur Smith was the fact that what we do here influences the rest of the universe. So that, in terms of the, the saving the planet. Uh, you know, you can have the things, you know, they're teaching people to download and, and, you know, people have all these crazy ideas. They're here to steal our gold. I mean, they're going to come across the entire universe to steal a little bit of gold. This doesn't make I any don't sense. think so, they're, no. So it, it's much more, I think, uh, an idea of this idea that Ben Rich, ben Rich said. You know, what do you know about ESP? Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's connected. That's how it works. That everything in the universe is connected and that we are creating havoc. We think that what we do here only influences us and we don't realize that it has this influence over the, the rest of the universe. And it's like David Bohm, the famous uh, quantum physicist, who basically uh, described the world. And he's not a, he was not a UFO guy. Uh, he was a, a guy who invented the holographic universe theory. He was a quantum physicist, and he was the one that described that it is, this, it is as if a swarm of locusts had descended upon the Earth. And I think that's basically what we're looking at, is that we are sort of um, you know, using up resources, we're sort of polluting everything, and uh, I almost like sometimes I'm almost against disclosure because if we get free energy, I mean we're going to have the Chinese economy not moving at eight percent or like thirty or forty percent a year, and all these economies, and uh, we're just going to use up all the resources. And David Bohm, the great physicist, didn't think we'd make it. He he thought there was no way we could stop the growth. That we are just sort of using up things, and we have to realize that we are like leaves on a tree, and that we just cannot strip the leaves off the tree. That sooner or later the tree will die, and I think that. That's kind of the message that I see that they're, they're trying to get across is this oneness that Ronald Reagan talked about, how the world would unite if we were facing a threat from an alien, na- an alien race. The, the world would come together and realize that we're one. Hopefully. Hopefully. Listen, Grant, you and I have got to say so long for tonight. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us. It's greatly appreciated. I appreciate it. And, and I look forward to meeting you in person on June 26, 27, 28 at the Alien Cosmic Expo in Brantford, Ontario. Until then, take care, my friend. Thanks, Rob. ExoNation Grant Cameron has been our guest, and uh, for all the information on the Alien Cosmic Expo, visit their website, aliencosmicexpo.com. So until tomorrow night, ExoNation, always remember, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night. <laughs>